0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Hack My Homestead podcast. Today is March thirty first, twenty twenty three, and I'm Sean Mills. Today we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, I know some of you getting super excited, but you might not be after you hear what I have to say. Uh, generally, what I have to say today about conspiracy theories is we've got to cut it out. Okay, um, are there conspiracies? Yes. Um, Does it matter if we can prove them? No. So the reason why I decided to make this podcast today is as I'm perusing through some um, social media, I'm seeing things about tornadoes in Mississippi being caused by the government and the government um, using weather technology to hold the tornadoes in place and I'm hearing uh, stories about <clears throat> the prosecution of Donald Trump and how this is all just to set up an opportunity for an assassination attempt. And I'm hearing people talk about how the uh, food uh, fires at food production facilities is on purpose and it's it's there to continue to drive the prices of food up so that uh, the middle class continues to get, um, you know, destroyed by inflation essentially. And while the end result of some of those things is true, so for example, when an egg factory burns down and there's less supply on the market, uh, the price for eggs is going to go up until there's more supply available and that's going to impact people that eat eggs, and people that eat eggs will have less money to spend on other things, and so that may um, cause them to change their uh, spending habits, and uh, maybe it will encourage people that aren't working to go back to work, Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of things that, that could be the result of that, but the idea that the Egg factory was burnt down on purpose, specifically with the end goal in mind of destroying the middle class's uh, income, or rather (laughs) um, disposable income, is, I think it's crazy. Okay. There are conspiracy theories that I can consider and say, okay, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's a group of folks that understand how uh, a population reacts to a certain input well enough to design that input so that they get the reaction that they want right maybe there is i'm not sure that there is but but maybe there is i can at least consider that there might be i can consider that there are people in our country and in the world that have a significant amount of power and if enough of those folks want something to happen, uh, that they can probably make that thing happen. Now they can't control our reaction to it though. And that's the piece that, um, that's the piece that I have a really hard time with because there's tons of conspiracy theories that I hear people talk about and I'm just like, you know, okay, that's an interesting thought. I don't believe that. And, and, I I you know I can't believe that you believe that but I understand where you're coming from and understand why you might think that um even if I don't agree with it. And so let's take the weather one, right? All right. So, if you could control, if you could create a tornado, drop it on a specific location and keep it there, why would you <laughs> Excuse me. Let's get away from the how, which you know, the how is relatively impossible when you think about the kind of forces uh, exist within a tornado. But uh, if we leave the how alone, and we just focus on the why, right? The motive uh, of the situation. Um, I just don't understand if you if you had that t- technology why that's the way you would deploy it, you know? And I've never, anytime that someone, you know, most of the time when someone tells me a conspiracy theory that I think is kind of out there, I politely listen and then move on to something else in the conversation. And if they're not willing to let it go, then I just exit the conversation and look for a conversation that I feel like is a bit more um, productive. But, you know, if they're willing to, to kind of trade punches with me, so to speak, let me play devil's advocate, um. Then I've asked a question. Okay, let's assume that everything that you're saying, in terms of the powers that be having this superpower and being able to deploy it in a way that they want, what's what's the end goal? What's the reasoning behind it? Why would they do it? I don't have a hard time. <coughs> excuse me. I don't have a hard time getting my head around the how on certain things, but the why. Is a thing because because you got to think the amount of R and D necessary to create whatever it is that could um, create a tornado and then and then stop it in its tracks. I mean, you're talking about a multi-billion, if not hundreds of billions of dollars. And look, I'm fully aware of the fact that the government spends money like it's it belongs to someone else, but that's. The kind of money that gets noticed. Everyone's got an axe to grind in government, right? Their job is to get reelected, and the best way to get reelected is to find dirt on someone else and get some sound bites and then have the donor money flow in. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's a popularity contest. The popularity contest results in dollars, the dollars results in influence, and whoever has the most dollars and can buy the most ads typically wins. Now, there are some... um, Exceptions that prove the rule, so to speak. But typically, that's how it works. If you've got more money and you've got access to spend that money better than your opponent does, you're typically going to win. I think Hillary Clinton was actually the first um, person in a presidential electric election since like the 70s, since TV deba- debates were a thing, um, to outspend her opponent and lose. And that was, you know, in my opinion, that was because everyone or not everyone, there was a significant number of people that hated Hillary Clinton and were going to vote against her regardless of who the opposition candidate was. And so that eliminated the impact of some of that money that was spent. Um, But before I go off on a tangent, let me just circle on back to the why, right? So uh, if you can control weather, why would you control it to create a tornado and drop it in Mississippi and hold it in place? You know, I heard the same thing after the flooding in Tennessee in, uh, I believe it was Waverly, Tennessee, um, had a thousand year flood with the last year or the year before, uh, lots of fatalities. People literally, um, lost everything, their house, their cars, you know, even folks that weren't home came home to a foundation with no house on it. There were multiple <clears throat> bridges in, uh, that County that were had to be decommissioned, demoed and rebuilt because of the number of cars that were washed into the river. And then those cars were slammed up against the bridges. I mean, it was a biblical flood. Um, and I heard after that, Oh yeah, it's, it's the government, you know, they can control the weather and they are, uh, trying to get, um, I don't even, I don't even remember if there was an actual motive. It was just, it's the government. Right. And that's, Part of my problem with the, this idea is we spend so much time thinking about the fact that the government could have this superpower and they're using it in rural Tennessee to drown babies. Um, why don't we focus on the power that the government does have that they shouldn't have? Like the power to print money and make every dollar in your pocket worth less tomorrow than it was today, you know? Uh, the power to censor uh, people that they don't agree with and just silence an entire side of a debate. Um, and then later come back and say, oh, yeah, maybe some of those things that the other side was saying are in fact true. Um, but let's focus on the fact that we're trying to find the truth now rather than the fact that we literally prevented the truth from being talked about six months ago. You know, or the fact that. With the stroke of a pen, we can send billions of dollars to support one nation warring against another nation. And I'm not naming names. I mean, this is happening all over the world and it happens every year in different parts of the world uh, where we're just with a stroke of a pen sending billions of my grandchildren's money. And I say my grandchildren's money because we don't have any more money. They've already spent anything that we're going to earn in our lifetime. Uh, they've probably spent everything that my children were earning in their lifetime. And so now we're in the pockets of the grandchildren to send missiles and tanks and guns and personnel and ships, uh, off to some foreign theater of war that has nothing to do with us. And we've been doing that for 70, 80 years. And so, um, you know, if we focus on those things, then at least at that point, We're having a conversation about the fact that government has more power than it should. And maybe we start talking about putting some politicians in place that we'll start pairing that back little by little. Right. Um, And we absolutely punish the politicians that say one thing and do something else. You make a campaign promise. You say you're going to do something. When you go to when you go to the Senate and you don't do it, you're done. And that, not you're done that term. Like we're going to recall you and replace you within eighteen months of you swearing your oath. Uh, if you haven't started progress on the things that you said you're going to do, you're out of there. Um, you know that would at least, and 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 I don't, I'm not a person that thinks that the government can solve the problems that the government creates. I think the government is way too good at creating problems and then creating new problems in the attempt to solve the other problems that they created uh, to be trusted with that. So, but at least if we're talking about what we know the government can and will do, and we're focusing on those things, at least now we have a real conversation to have. I don't think we should be having that conversation, but at least in terms of conspiracy theories, Let's talk about how we use, they use the power that we know they have in a manner that we might find objectionable as citizens, right? Um, but what we really should be doing is we should be focusing on our personal liberty. That's the key. That's the point of the podcast today is why are we talking about the government being able to control the weather, Instead of talking about the next frost-free <coughs> date and what we need to have in the ground before then or what we need to have in the ground that weekend that we feel it's safe to plant and what our plans are to respond if we get a abnormally late hard frost, right? Um, what are we doing to make sure that the blossoms on our plum tree Uh, don't get frozen off and we don't have any plums this year? You know, what are we doing to try to make sure that we are going to have baby goats this year uh, to either sell or to grow for food um, or so that we've got um, mama goats in milk? You know, those are the things that we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on our personal liberty. We should be focusing on our self-sufficiency. We should be focusing on our community. I uh, watched a presentation at the self-reliance festival and the guy doing the presentation asked who know who in here knows who the president of Ukraine is and everyone raised their hand okay it's Vladimir Zelensky like everyone knows that and then (coughs) he said who in here knows the name of their county commissioner and about four hands went up and mine was not one of them and I have I have a, a you know, a forever home in Tennessee and a and a temporary home in Alabama for work right now. And I don't know the county commissioner in either place. And he made a great point. He said, Well the the county commissioner is gonna have a much larger impact on your day-to-day life and ability to do the things that you wanna do than the president of Ukraine, but the boob tube is programming you to think otherwise. Okay, We can all get upset and angry about sending money to Ukraine to fight someone else's war. It doesn't matter. The powers that be have decided that they're going to send that money. And it doesn't matter that at least 40% of the country doesn't think that that's a good idea. In the day and age where we're having bank runs and we're having... um, you know, more money being created than previously over the last three years than previously existed, uh, maybe not money, but U.S. dollars at least. Um, they don't care, and and you, you know, complaining about it is not going to change that. You complaining about it is literally, not literally. You complaining about it is if there's a conspiracy theory out there, here's one that I can buy into. They're creating all of these things for you to complain about so that you focus on complaining about that and going online and Google searching for confirmation bias, for more people that are talking about what you're talking about so that you can feel like you found validation in your idea instead of Googling what's the best way to raise meat chickens, what's the best way to keep raccoons out of my hen house, right? Um so so if there is a conspira- conspiracy theory it's all of this stuff they talk about it so that they don't have to talk about things that really matter and if you buy into that then you're not talking about things that really matter either cuz let's just say that you uncovered a conspiracy i don't know like mk ultra for example actual conspiracy actual government employees actually doing illegal things, violating constitutional rights, violating the civil rights of U.S. citizens without their knowledge, drugging people, killing people, paying other people to kill other people, Um, you know, absolutely 100% everyone that was even next to someone who was involved in MKUltra should have gone to jail and no one did. So there's a conspiracy theory that was proven with beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was proven that all of the senior officials that were involved in it perjured themselves to Congress Were asked direct questions, does this exist? Are we doing this? And they said no. Every one of those guys should have been locked up for the rest of their lives. Everyone that was involved or knew about it and didn't stop it should have been locked up for a significant portion of the rest of their lives. And no one was. So why do you... I mean, again, why would we spend all this time arguing over whether or not the U.S. government has a weather controlling machine? In 30 years, if we find out that they did, and we find out that every fatality in the United States that was a result of a weather anomaly was 100% caused by the government, what's going to happen? Same thing. They'll spend hundreds of millions of dollars of your taxpayer money to investigate it, and then nothing will happen. Okay? And so what should we be doing? We should be focusing on community. We should be focusing on self-sufficiency. We should be focusing on our personal liberty. And you know what? If we want to sit around with our inner circle around the campfire and trade conspiracy theories every now and again, every other Saturday night or something while we're drinking a few beers. I'm fine with that. I'll listen. They're entertaining. But for peop- too many people get consumed by this stuff, and it's all they want to talk about. You know, everyone probably knows who Alex Jones is, right? He was the Infowars guy, um, sued over the sued and lost over the Sandy Hook shooting and and some of the things that he said and I don't think he should have been sued I don't think that he should have lost that lawsuit Uh, I think that he had a right to say whatever he wanted to say and um, just because someone's feelings got hurt because he said something they didn't agree with isn't, um, in my opinion a reason for him to get uh, those people to get multi-million dollar settlement out of it, right? But, that being said, (coughs) And what he said was is that the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting didn't actually happen. It was all crisis actors, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, it was, it was the government trying to, to ban guns or whatever. Well, look, number one, they didn't ban guns. And as a matter of fact, I've been saying pretty much since that happened, if the Sandy Hook school shooting wasn't enough to get guns banned in this country, nothing will. Right, I don't. I think that's a political football, just like immigration, that they kick back and forth to get you riled up. They don't. They're not ever going to actually planning on on getting anything done with it. There, there are absolutely people in there that have drank so much of the kool aid that they think that this is an actual playbook that they're following. You know, you've got a bunch of Democrats up there that think that you shouldn't have a gun because they've drank so much of the retarded kool aid, but they're never going to actually get that passed because they don't want to get that passed. Those are those are fringe opinions, right? The other the people that the, there's a people a group of people that actually believe it. Then there's a group of people that will toe the party line and say the stuff they're supposed to say, like Joe Biden for example. Um <coughs> excuse me, but they're never actually going to get that done and they know that. So um wow, that was a that was kind of a crazy tangent. What I was really talking about was um Alex Jones, he, I listened to an interview that he did several years after the whole Sandy Hook thing. I, he may have been in, in the lawsuit already uh, or, or maybe it had been filed and he was you know, prepping for it or whatever. But in the interview, he admitted, you know, I said a whole lot of stuff when I was doing that show that looking back on it now, some of that stuff was a really, really big stretch. Now, some of that stuff that you thought was crazy at the time – was proven to be absolutely true, but some of it was crazy, and he said the reason why it didn't register in my brain that it was so crazy was twofold. One, there absolutely were conspiracy theories that I was able to prove that I said were happening, and people, other people said that I was crazy for saying it, and then we later proved it, right, number one, and number two, I was in an echo chamber. All I was hearing, all I was getting was people calling in or people emailing me all of this crazy stuff, right? The moderate listeners had already left. They had had their fill. They thought he was crazy and they were on their way to something else. They were listening to, you know, the Hack My Homestead podcast. The all he had left were and I'm not saying they're crazy. I'm just saying all he had left were the people that bought into the fringe conspiracy theories. And those were the only people he was communicating with. And he said, in hindsight, I see now that I was getting all of this stuff from the left field, but it looked like it was coming from the pitcher's mound because that's all I had. And so i just close with this. It's fun to, to hear about conspiracy theories. It's fun to think about... The fact that they might be true. Uh, or it, For some people, it's terrifying to think that. For me, it's fun. But don't get caught up in it. Don't get in the echo chamber where all you're doing is reading some off-the-wall conspiracy theory and then spending hours on Google validating that theory because all you're watching is what you Googled, which is Can the government control weather and drop tornadoes in the middle of Mississippi and hold them there? And, you know, if you Google that, guess what your results are going to be? The same as everyone else that's Googling that, which is people looking for confirmation of what they already think. And so you're never going to hear uh, a scientist come on and tell you how that's impossible. All you're going to hear is people saying that it is with no evidence and no motive and nothing other than their own conspiracy theory to peddle. So I'll, I'll leave it with that. Um, take all of that stuff with a grain of salt and, um, focus on what you can do. Focus on what impacts you focus on your circle of concern and your circle of influence even more than that. And with that, I'm going to wrap up for the day. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. Uh, I know I don't normally do Friday shows, but I also know that uh, the last several weeks I've been low on content just because of this uh, chronic cough that I've been dealing with. So I appreciate everyone's patience. I I appreciate those uh, listeners who have not abandoned me uh, or those new listeners who have showed up in the interim. Um, but yeah, if you have anything for me, you can email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at HackMyHomestead.com. Uh, as a reminder, I am a solar design expert. If you have an off-grid solar system or what I call a grid interactive system and you're interested in working with a professional to either A, design that system for you or B, help you procure the components for that system at you know, lower than regular prices, or make sure that you're not buying things that you don't need to buy. Like, why would you buy a fifteen hundred dollar inverter and a seven hundred fifty dollar charge controller when I can get you an all in one for thirteen hundred dollars? Like, that's not that's that's an uh, an example. Or why would you go out and buy solar panels for fifty eight cents a watt when I can get them for you for forty one cents a watt? Right. Uh, if you want access to any of that, you can shoot me an email, Sean at HackMyHomestead.com And one other thing, I am putting out a monthly newsletter. Uh, March was my first monthly newsletter. I'm talking about kind of expected price points, what's going on in the industry. Every month I'll do a little knowledge tidbit, like what is this or what is that, um, so that you guys can shore up your knowledge. If you're interested in receiving that, again, just shoot me an email, sean at hackmyhomestead.com, and I'll add you to the list. Thanks, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time.